Welcome to Super Fantastic Nerd Hour, episode 50, Conrad! Woohoo! Episode 50 is here. Um, you didn't share You didn't share that theme song with me. I didn't practice, my friend. It's all you. It's. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I made a song for last week's episode, but no song for this week. But maybe there's no song because there's so much for us to do, and we're talking about the existential question... What is a nerd? Right, and to to help us answer that question, we have a lot of special guests today. We've got a lot of nerds in the house yeah. today. Um, so let's start off with the uh, man right next to me here, sharing the microphone with me, is Mr. Derek Bishop. Welcome back, Derek. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. This is your fourth appearance on the show. We are so happy to have you back. Thanks. Um, we've also got joining us for his fourth appearance... Uh, someone who's very close to you, Conrad. <laughs> yes, physically as well as mentally. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I thought he was going to introduce himself. It's Bill Wadman. He's been on a few episodes with us and uh, glad to have him back. I thought he and Derek were going to battle it out for the most episodes this year. So Got to be here for the 50th. Uh, yep. Wait, what do you give for a 50th anniversary? You get yeah. um, uh, a that, Doctor Who sticker? Is yeah, that what yeah. the five years is wood? <laughs> it's true. All right, moving on. <laughs> it's a cheap gift. You can uh, whittle something, I guess. Well, actually, our uh, Bill's sister just recently celebrated her, her fifth, and, and so we were like, well, maybe we should do one of those presents that, you know, that what, what does that mean? And we looked at it, and it said wood, and there was some really ridiculous ideas. So. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, moving <laughs> anyway, on. Sorry. Anyway. Huh. We have more so, people to introduce. So we do. Um, our newest guest is back, Diana Chang. Welcome back. Hi, guys. And fulfilling um, her promise, the promise she made after recording the Geek Relationships, Relationships episode of only one episode a year, New Anne is back. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> So, with, with feet dragging, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's fulfilling her duty as your wife. I get it. It's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's one of the vows I made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Literally. It was. Yeah. All right, so what are we talking about? How are we going to break this up? So we're talking about what is a nerd. Uh, Conrad, what's in the crossover today? Uh, I I don't know. Nerd versus geek would oh, be the crossover right. Right. today. I thought that that was the whole crossover. Whole discussion. Oh, it's Sorry. a it's a vague, nebulous crossover. Um, and we we're not doing the top five. What are we doing? Well, we're kind of we're each picking our f- most favorite nerdy moment of doing the year. Better than that, it's a top six. Yes, yeah, it's, so it's a top six because we have six of us. So each yeah. of us picks our favorite nerdy moment. If we did a top five nerdy moments of 2014, this would end up being a three-hour long episode. Right, so we can't do that. No, we can't, we can't do, that. do that. So with this, we are celebrating our 50th episode. It's our one-year anniversary. It's um, the first episode of the second season, and it's the first episode of 2015. So this is an important episode. We wanted to tackle on the existential question of what is a nerd. Conrad, you and I have never answered this question, and our show is called the Super Fantastic Nerd Hour. Well, I think it's a difficult question to answer because I think that the definition of a nerd has shifted over the years. And definitely, I would say even more recently in the past five years, there's been a huge change in my opinion anyway um in terms of what people's definitions of nerds are um well i'm really curious to figure out what all your definitions are how do we define this i think we should take the dictionary definition to to begin with 
What is a dictionary uh, definition? So it's a descriptive term often used pejoratively, indicating that a person is overly intellectual, obsessive, or socially impaired. Or all of the above. <laughs> or socially impaired. You lost now, me a pejoratory. I have no <laughs> idea what that word means. Well, and so... <laughs> So, but this has been updated to include, they may spend an inordinate amount of time on unpopular, obscure, non-mainstream activities, which are generally either highly technical or related to topics of fiction or fantasy, to the exclusion of more mainstream activities. That's so loaded, because... None of the things that you guys talk about are anything that are unpopular in the, yeah, in the true so, sense of the term. And but, I would I would add... Though originally derogatory, nerd is a stereotypical term, but as with other pejoratives, it has been reclaimed and redefined by some as a term of pride and group identity. All right. Nguyen, you were going to say. I was just going to say that, well, it's only popular now, but I think if years ago, right, five, ten years ago, it wasn't so popular, the things that you guys are talking about now, like comic books and the movies that you're talking well, obviously about. obviously they were popular enough to have x how many movies of star trek over the years right yeah sure i mean we've but had, people weren't well, admitting that they were watching them ah uh, well see that's the thing right <laughs> i guess that's it, is that that i i feel like people are more open about a lot of these things i mean you said was it you and lowen who was it that you were friends with who lowen, who, yeah, lowen and didn't i didn't know for we were years. friends for nearly a decade before we realized we were both trekkies right and i so maybe there's sort of an underground undercurrent thing that i feel like that definition doesn't that quite... definition doesn't fit the topics that we've taken on on the show from things like birdman to big hero 6 to lost to guardians of the galaxy uh, we've covered a lot of topics that ended up being very big topics of 2014 period well i also think that that's part of what we're talking about is that there has been a shift in this culture and I don't you know I don't want to say that people have come out to be nerds and it's okay and all of that but I think that there's been a huge shift in what people think about nerd culture well okay let me ask a question to all of you over here do you identify as a nerd Derek I well that's the to me I feel like um it comes into play, like, the difference between nerd and geek. Like, I've always thought of myself, like, as a geek more than a nerd. Because to me, a nerd, it, there's, like, kind of a, a more scientific, mathematical skill level there. Um, and Something useful. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, nerds are good at something that can, you know, they, they can become, like, software magnets. Or they can, like, become uh, engineers or something that's actually going to be successful Whereas geeks are into, like, advanced fictional mythos or <laughs> world <laughs> systems, um, which is, like, more my, three or so, more my area. Advanced <laughs> fictional world <laughs> systems. Um, well, yeah, because you know, I mean, you know... Are you like, talking about Dungeons and Dragons? Well, Dungeons and Dragons, um, the history of Middle-earth. Yeah. Or um, deep Greek mythology. World of Time discussions. Too? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing. I mean, because I also, you know, I love history and mythology a lot. Um, does that have real-world practical applications? I would argue it might, um, because it's how we understand our, our uh, how we understand ourselves, our own psyches. So you're all right with geek, but you wouldn't say you're a nerd. Yeah, I wouldn't say nerd because I'm terrible at math. And um, whereas I like I like reading about science, that's interesting to me. I feel like I, I'm only interested. As far as it applies, like, possible science fiction stories. <laughs> um, yeah, but your knowledge of literature and mythology and all that stuff runs very, very deep. Yeah. But see, so, I feel like nerd is less the humanities, and it's more... 
It's more like science and mathematics. Yeah. Or STEM. Ladies, what do you think? I feel I feel the same way as you do because I don't identify myself as a nerd. I'm more of a geek because like the stuff that I like, which is like you know pop culture and like I watch TV shows and like Doctor Who and all that stuff. And I also read like tons of books like Harry Potter and stuff like that. But I don't apply it. It's not like I'm an engineer of Harry Potter or like you know there's not nothing there that can apply. While while I think as a nerd, it's someone that who's very smart and academically to be able to apply it in a field to like you know. I think of some sort of technology or some type of applied science. Nguyen, you're very good at math. Do you agree with what Derek said? You know, <laughs> it's interesting. I actually don't identify myself as either a nerd or a geek, but maybe that's just really naive of me. I feel like <laughs> I, I grew up not ever thinking of myself as a nerd or a geek. I just thought of myself as who I am, and these are the things I enjoy doing, and these are the things um, I'm good at or not good at. And it was only the last, I don't know, five years or so, I think, when nerd culture, I think, got a little bit bigger that I started to think, oh, maybe I am a nerd. Maybe I, I can now, identify myself as that. Dollar? Yeah, but I thought... We're in the double digits. I, right. I, thought, I thought that was his realm. No? Yeah. yeah, but I never thought of myself... You know, I, never, I mean, I was very proud of the things I was interested in, and I, you know, was very open about the fact that I, you know, I love science, and I love books, and I love to read, and all this stuff, but I never said to myself, like, oh, I'm a nerd, and I'm afraid of being a nerd, and I don't want to tell people that. Did, did you identify as... Did you think there was anything different about you because you loved science, you loved reading, and you loved really getting in-depth into this stuff? No, I thought this was perfectly normal. I thought this was how everyone <laughs> was. I, I, and maybe that's because I was an only child, and I didn't know, and I didn't, you know... I, I think I, the definition also comes down to a sense of community. Like... I, Look, I I watch all the movies you guys watch. I've read most of the books you guys have read. I watch these things. You comment about every podcast I after about every it's podcast finished recording. Absolutely. What? Right. Here's my so um, that's great. Um, what you guys missed was really this point. I'm yeah. really surprised. Okay. What you did. But here's the thing: <laughs> I don't self-identify as a nerd or a geek. Yeah. Per I mean, I guess I'm. I mean, I guess I am, but like, I also don't feel like I. Um... Oh, you so are. Well, see, I am, <laughs> but see, but I don't feel like like when we, for example, when we went to Comic Con, right? Yeah. I went to Comic Con with you guys. I don't feel the need to go be with other nerdy, yeah. geeky people. Like I'll discuss it with you guys. Yeah, but you could be a solitary nerd. It could be like <clears throat> absolutely, new, but it I, could be it could be a new song. Yeah, solitary nerd. It's a new Jonathan <laughs> Colton song. Uh, but but I feel like I feel like there is a certain sense of uh, nerds or geeks is is a communal label for people who I, want. I completely to... agree with that. Yeah. Okay, new ends on board. I, I actually do agree with that as well because I, um, especially on the nerd academic side. I went to school in Taiwan, into an American school, and it's like, imagine those smart Asians in your class. That was my entire school. <laughs> like, so it's basically a huge school of nerds. Like, we would, like, of course, there's like, you know, athletes and stuff like that, but they would also study, and like, GP was hugely important to our, like, to our high school because it's an American school. So once you graduate, your only choice is to go to school in, for college in the States. Otherwise, you're in international school in Taiwan or something like that, or like unless you have a dual citizenship. But anyways, so the whole point is for us to get out of Taiwan and go to the States for school. So you had to study hard. You had to make sure that you got into a college. Otherwise, you know, you go to community college and that's like the worst thing that could ever happen to an Asian child. So for me, <laughs> so for me, like all those straight A students, which was not me. I'm sorry, mom. 
Like they were all the nerds. So I never identified myself as a nerd because I didn't want to study until late night. I didn't want to like cram in the library all the time, like that kind of stuff. So I always thought of myself like not as a nerd and I was more of the geek because I liked to watch TV and I liked sitcoms. And that's what made me like, like kind of separate from my peers at the time because they would be like, oh, how come you know so much about Friends episodes? I'm just like, I download it off the side from BitTorrent and I do <laughs> and I show it. And I actually like burned DVDs and I gave it out as Christmas gifts in high school. <laughs> so and then people come over like, hey, I heard you had the latest episodes of Friends. I'm like, oh, here, here you go from like I was the dealer of some sort. But that was like my little inner community of my own. But that's speaking to this culture element, this connection with other people that mm-hmm. seems keeps seeming to coming up in this conversation. And yeah. kinda, I'm, I'm thinking back, Conrad, when we created this show, Super Fantastic Nerd Hour, if you guys forgot what you're listening to, that's the show. Um, <laughs> Welcome. It, yeah, yeah. It, it was partially because the name sounded good and the domain was free. But was there, <laughs> was there more to it than it well, being Super Fantastic Geek Hour? Yeah, I, you know, I have always identified as a little, as both, actually. And, you know, especially when I was growing up, uh, other people identified me as being a nerd. I was called nerd by a lot of people. And, you know, it didn't, there were, there were parts that it sometimes bothered me when it was used in a derogatory manner, which it often was. But I also, in some ways, just didn't care. I was a little bit like new in in the sense that I was super into books and, theater and doing all this stuff in school and it was just kind of what I was into and you know maybe it would have been different and I if I had been in a much larger school I I wasn't I was in a very tiny school so the nerds stuck together and you know some of those folks <laughs> all three of, you. All three of us <laughs> in a school of like 50 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well my yeah and and you know one of my dearest friends I'm still very close friends with her um, and you know, we were, we were so close in high school just because that's the stuff we were into. Like, do you want to, do you want to read? And I mean, I'm not going to get into all the books that we would read, but it would be like, um, Rob McKinley here on the crown and all this other stuff, like loved that stuff during, during school and we were into um just nodding all around at the table yeah <laughs> but like you know silly really silly shows like star trek doctor who all that stuff um star wars they're not that. silly they're extremely silly i don't want to say well when i was saying silly i was thinking beauty and the beast because that was a pretty silly show <laughs> well that show is the one george R. R. martin uh was the head writer on, right? Yeah, 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 he was. Really? Vincent? Yeah, with Vincent. Oh, my wow. God. Good for him. That makes me like him even more. Um, but in any case, so it was, yeah, people would say that, and I'd be like, I guess I'm a nerd. But it, I kind of used those terms. Like, I interchange, like I would interchange them. It, it yeah. never, like, I was a comic book geek or whatever. But yeah. I, it was it was sort of hard to define. So, um, and I kind of get what Derek's saying about the, the mathematical, the STEM sort of definition of nerd but i was super concerned about my grades i was super concerned about all of those things so i i feel like the pop culture side was my geeky side maybe and then the like need to do really well in school was my nerdy side i don't know i feel like um nerd is or like that idea of nerd is like the the brainy one is is often mixed like nerd and geek are often mixed and it's like nerds just become I think the more pervasive one. I think also because it's more phonetically pleasing to say than geek, but. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but then, did you, you know, the, one of the other things I was just thinking, in, especially when I was growing up, you would see 
um, in every movie or sitcom or whatever, there would be the quote unquote nerd character. Uh, yeah. One that springs immediately to mind is Urkel. Um, Did I do that? Yeah. Um, but also the film Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, yeah. Um, there's there's Isn't Urkel in the Big Bang Theory. Isn't that the other guy? Is basically Urkel. I. They're Sheldon? all pretty much. Sheldon's kind of Urkel esque. Uh, Oh God! Well, yeah. well, and it, we'll get to Big uh, Bang. We'll get to. We'll get we'll to. Get there. There. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm talking about like during during my growing up, yeah. there were these very and and even when you're watching some of those films um, now, you're just sort of like, oh my gosh, like I this is really kind of strange to watch. And then, but there were also films like like War Games, um, where yeah. the super smart guy is the actually, nerd was a hero. The nerd it wasn't was all hero. Revenge of the Nerds. They had guys who were here. I also think that in well, the our, nerds are become the heroes, right? That's true. But I think in our lifetimes, I think the term nerd and geek being taken on by the nerd and geek community, yes, yeah, I, it, it's it's interesting to me. But I also think that it is often I might say this without offending everyone who's listening. <laughs> that is a question, Conrad. Don't, don't worry about it. Yourselves <laughs> no, I think what Bill is about to say, and I will, I'm going to take it over from him right now, so so that You're we don't save offend. me from myself. Yes. What, what do you think I'm going to um, say? I think often, ter- often times, terms like this get taken on by the target. Like if it's a derogatory term, no, they do, people they do. will will basically adopt that that as their own and basically empower we themselves. Well, yeah. actually, that's not what I was going to say. That well, is true. What were you going to say? What I was going to say is I, I feel like it has been taken on as a defensive label oh. by by the group. In a way, it's similar to what it's similar to how I see Apple fan people who, who have been Apple fans for 20 years. It's like they were such underdogs for so long. You mean, now, you mean Apple? Well, Apple and people Apple who loved zones. Apple. People, yeah, people who were Mac guys in the 90s and late 80s and yeah. that kind of stuff. And they're the Apple. big old neck beards, right, right, right. But they're but they're, <laughs> but they're Apple fans now. But it's like I grew up in Silicon Valley. I could say that Apple is the, is the number one company in the world. They sell more things than anybody. It's like you don't need to be defensive about Apple anymore. They're on top. You, they're not the <laughs> underdog anymore. And I feel like nerds, in a lot of times, are very defensive about nerddom and their culture and all the rest of it in a way that I don't know that they like need to be so much anymore. Or well, yeah, so here's. Well, uh, Here's what I, I want to share my two favorite definitions sure. of nerd and geek. Because um, oh I think it'll, hopefully it'll, it'll capture some of what we're talking here. Um, because I don't really, I'm pretty agnostic on both terms. Yeah. I just felt like I was different growing up. And then when I got to a point where I realized there's this larger community that sometimes uses the word nerd and sometimes uses the word geek. And that kind of changed my life. But um, favorite definition of being a geek um, comes from Simon Pegg, who many of you all know as a big nerd uh, or big geek, depending on whatever your definition is. And here's what he said. Being a geek is all about being honest about what you enjoy and not being afraid to demonstrate that affection. It means never having to play it cool about how much you like something. It's basically a license to proudly emote on a somewhat childish level rather than behave like a supposed adult. Being a geek is extremely liberating. Before we comment on that, I want to also share Will Wheaton's message about how awesome it is to be a nerd. So there's going to be this thing in your life that you love. It might be a sport. It might be science. It might be reading. It might be fashion design. It might be building things. It might be telling stories or taking pictures. The way you love that and the way you find other people who love it the way you do is what makes being a nerd so awesome. So both are talking about 
having permission to enjoy something extreme with extreme passion and being able to share that with other people who enjoy that same thing. Okay, but to to bring up sort of the the we've talked about this a few times the the nerd culture or the geek culture or whatever you would like to call it or whatever your definition of that is has gotten very protective of the definition of that, I guess. And who, of who's in and who's, who's out? who's in and who's out. And you're, you're talking some, about fake geek girls. I I am talking about fake it geek girls. Fake or geek boys. As well. And fake and, geek boys. But the idea of somebody being fake and liking these things. Fake not having anything. not having the cred. Yeah. The nerd or sure. the geek cred. The question, like the, pulling the geek card and being like, you're not really a nerd or you're not really a geek or I've liked this since, you know... Yeah. Since, since the, before J.J. Abrams yeah, did Star exactly. Trek, since like, before the Star Wars, yeah, prequels. and it's and it, it's that's become, the kind of defensiveness I'm talking about. Since before digital photography, sure, yeah, yeah. and it becomes yep. and it be, to me it becomes a, a bit not a bit a lot upsetting and kind of strange because I just feel like if everybody's enjoying it, just enjoy it. Don't you know? It's it's sort of attacking people and and making comments about. The fact that they're wearing a Doctor Who shirt because, and you don't think that they should be wearing to me, that's the antithesis of what the community should be about. Why does this happen? Um, well, I think I think a lot of nerds and a lot of geeks, and especially people who are really passionate and into this, in some ways they kind of like being the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Maybe it makes them feel special. Yep, I agree. I think that's one of the real things. Derek, you looked like you were about to say something. Something very profound. Yes. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> I was actually I had my hand. On my yes, head. yes, you were rubbing your, um, your chin. I mean, I think there is some of that. There is some of that need that, like, this was our refuge um, when we were the nerds that were made fun of and we were ostracized. Um, so, like, this was our refuge, and now it's like we want to protect it. I mean, you get this. We see this when the subculture becomes main culture. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this yeah. band before they yeah. were big. I mean, so with like, no, I can't like them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like gay subculture, and there's like the South Park episode about the metrosexuals and how it was like. Now that's like cool at the time, you know. And there's, I mean, and this happened to many subcultures. And now, and now like, the lumber sexuals are getting all mad about the fact that they were lumberjacks before it was cool. The fact that I'm wearing a chamois shirt right now. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I also think um, that. Like uh, the definition you read said that a nerd was someone that wanted that was into like a subculture that was not the main. It was not the mainstream. Mm-hmm. It was not mainstream culture. But I th- I think uh, how we used to define nerds nerd subculture has become Different. it's become it's shifted more towards the main, mm-hmm. and it's becoming the more popular thing. And so um, I think I don't know. That, like the, the, I really appreciate the. Uh, the Simon Pegg one where it's like being honest about what you like. And my worry is as this happens, um, are there going to be people who do, you know, instead of like trying to be like the sports, like jockey guy or whatever, like whatever was the popular before now that this is more and more popular is like, is this just going to become the way people fake in order to become popular? Is like this just going to be the new way that people pretend to not be who they are. I mean, Derek, the biggest movie of the year was a movie with a talking raccoon, a, uh, a tree come to life based on an obscure 1970s Marvel comic, guardians of the galaxy. This was the most popular movie of the year. A seemingly very nerdy movie. 
but this this popularizing and maybe some might I think say the problem is if you get to a certain point where somebody says you know i don't really like marvel movies i like baseball or whatever it is and it's like then then the geeks are just as bad as the jocks who were making fun of the people for not liking comic well, books. Well, we're doing the exact they same don't thing. Like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's my worry is that people end up becoming the thing that they were railing against for so many years. It's the in-group, out-group stuff. Yeah. This is my thing. This is my identity. And you're not in it. Therefore, but that's you're all, bad. I mean, that's always and, been, always will well, be it, in some... I mean, you talked about that in your talk about the, um, the alien stuff. The alien you know? stuff? Yeah, where you're talking oh, about the, uh, the psychology stuff. of Star Trek's yeah. future. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's really hard to overcome. Well, and so, and and what concerns me more about the in-group, out-group, uh, the dialogue, and especially you often see it around Comic-Con because people get very unhappy. And we talked about this just during, yeah. a little bit during our Comic-Con episode when you had gone out to San Diego Comic-Con and the whole idea that people were upset that they they have sort of they're rating they're rating people who are cosplaying and being like you're not you're not really a cosplayer because <laughs> you're a sexy cosplayer like yeah. just like really yeah. crazy stuff which I feel uh, personally just takes away from all the fun of it which used to be a lot of fun and I think it's gotten a little less fun yeah just because of some of that stuff going on um, and I don't know what the answer is and I think you this is always going to be. The challenge, as Derek says, when something goes mainstream, because it's a larger group, you kind of have to accept, not kind of, you do have to accept how other people define things, too. And you have to accept that there's going to be people different from you who might like the same things. So and in some ways, I think that that's kind of cool that somebody who may be very different from you may also enjoy Firefly or may also enjoy Buffy, or may also enjoy comic books. Mm -hmm. And look at the fact how big graphic novels and the films, as you're saying, all these things are getting bigger, and they're actually getting money to produce these projects that I didn't think 10 years ago. see the light of day. 10 years ago, I would never have thought that some of these things would have seen the light of day on a a mainstream, like a a wide-release movie screen. screen. Come on. Like, some of this stuff... The has, Avengers with a $250 million budget. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is just out, outrageous. So I'm really, I think, I think ultimately it's all good. But I just think there's going to, there's, and there's going to continue to be growing pains. Um, so. Thanks. I just feel like with, because you, as a geek and stuff like that, and you always, you love this thing and you're probably in like an outside in your own, like at home and friends and stuff like that. So you've become within your friends and family, the expert on something that you really love. And so then when you go mm-hmm. to Comic-Con, you meet all these other people who are experts and well as well. You get that competitiveness that, oh my God, I'm not the best at this as I thought I was. And now yeah. it becomes, Maybe. And you can feel a little attacked. So you're kind of yeah. like, oh, but she got that detail wrong. So I still noticed that. So I'm still good. I'm good. I'm still smart. I still <laughs> love this better. Yeah, but what does that get you? That's what I, <laughs> I don't know. understand. There's, this is an interesting thing. Nguyen, you and I were talking about this on the way mm-hmm. here about, well, what is your nerdy thing? What is my nerdy thing? And, we kind of ended up talking about how there's always someone who knows more than you do. And it kind of makes you question your, your nerd cred. And there is this, this insidious aspect to, to nerd culture. And I don't necessarily know how this is going to change, but I think it uh, like the definition of a sports nerd. Like, so if we look at sports, um, it's a form of recreation that a lot of people are into. A lot of people have a sports 
hat or a jersey to, for a team that they support, but they might not necessarily know all the stats about that team or might not know all the players or they might not do fantasy football or baseball or whatever it might be. There's a whole large range of what it means to be a fan of the New York Giants or the San Francisco 49ers or whatever your team might be. Similar to comics and science fiction and fantasy. But you also see the same behavior there. You see the same stuff there. And uh, I have seen... Oh, you only like that team because they made it to the playoffs. Or yeah, you, you only... were there during the the hard years of the <laughs> Patriots, <laughs> and the rebuilding years. And I saw more during uh, when when the Red Sox were going to the World Series for the first time, and they you know reversed the curse and all of that. People would get very <clears throat> upset about about people being fans of the Red Sox. Well, how long have you been yeah, a fan? Fairweather fans. Yeah, and um, they were they would be especially upset about the the pink Red Sox baseball hats. The fact that the, oh, they yeah. were making those like there was this huge thing about that. Um, so I mean, I think no matter what the <laughs> culture it is, it's you're gonna you're going to find these kinds of arguments and. Yeah. And, and conversations. Is there any chance that the labels themselves are not helping? You know what I mean? Where, where, where saying geek or nerd, it's like, why can't we just like what we like? Why do we have to call it nerddom or geekdom or whatever yeah, else? I would love to hear you guys' thoughts about this because this came up in response to our uh, mental health episode where we were talking about nerd culture, geek culture, and friend of the show, Randy, said, what what's the definition of nerd or geek culture? I love all the things you guys talk about, but I don't really identify as a part of this culture or identify right. as a nerd I or agree geek. with Randy on that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, though, it's also the fact of the the extra labels the sub labels that come in after you label yourself as a nerd like you were saying are you a sports nerd or are you like a like science nerd or are you a math nerd yeah you're like it doesn't matter like as long as you like for me at least it's if you really like something and you really like to know about it learn more about it that's your passion and that's what i find like me geeking out on the reason why i i think of myself as geek because i say i geek because I geek out more about stuff and stuff like that. When people ask me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just geeking out about this right now. And I use the term geek out rather mm-hmm. than nerding out. And that's the only reason why I think of myself as a geek. But I geek out about all the random stuff. I like, I read Julia Child books. I like, hmm. you know, I watch Doctor Who. I love sitcoms. I love, like, I watch Friends. I still watch Friends. Now, even though they're now on Netflix, it doesn't matter because I had the whole series anyway. So <laughs> it didn't affect me. Like, so I have all this other stuff that's like so. Not, not similar to each other. So it, it's really hard for me to like even label myself within that. Mm-hmm. So when you start even dividing it even more, it gets, you get more defensive. Like, but I, okay, fine. I'm labeling myself as a Doctor Who nerd. So I'm going to be the best Doctor Who nerd ever because that's my identity. Yeah, we're using terms that come out of old, uh, uh, I mean, the geek term comes from circus geeks and these weirdos, quote unquote weirdos who used to, bite off animals' heads during shows and stuff like that. And the nerd definition comes from uh, supposedly a Doctor Who book. and uh, Not doc- Doctor Who, Dr. Seuss. A Dr. <laughs> Seuss book. Um, so do these terms really reflect what we're talking about? Maybe, maybe not. But I would argue for a lot of people, it is empowering now to say, I am a geek or I am a nerd. And you do feel the sense of identity that maybe didn't exist for some of us growing up. I feel like the the problem I have with the definitions you read of Simon Pegg and Will Wheaton, I'm not a Will Wheaton fan, but I am a Simon Pegg fan, <laughs> uh, are that they are so broad that they include everybody because everybody has something they're interested in. And everyone, so that's they're saying like, oh, if you're a geek or nerd, that means you're a good person who's interested in something. It's like, well, that's true of everybody. Is that, is it well, so I think that, so I think that was that their... I mean, it's a meaningless term then. 
I well, I think that was I think that's probably Will Wheaton's point, but I think um, Simon Pegg was saying you're honest, you're not inhibited about how much you love this thing, right? But I also feel like a lot of people who claim to be nerds or geeks now are not inhibited because those things are now popular <laughs> and out in the open, and they can be well, they can like these things without being derided for them. Is this because of the internet? Is this what changed? Because of the internet, I think. Well, I think it's because of the rise of the the internet and computers in general. I mean, now it's um, nerds are the successful people. So you're talking uh, about behind the scenes, nerds have risen up in society. Well, I don't, uh, know, but I don't know. I don't know if it's behind the scenes. I mean, we all I know think Bill Gates is. The, I, I think they're in the full. I think they're on the main stage. Yeah. I don't think they're behind the scenes at all. Well, Neil, Neil deGrasse. Well, there's Geek Chic. There's uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's a household name, um, as much as. Carl Rogers was. Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan oh, and I'm Carl. So oh man, I do that. Carl Rogers is a very geeky psychologist. That was a, a little See, slip that's of the your tongue. Little, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like um. Do that so many times. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, I, I don't know. I just um. He, he'll most likely kill you in the morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my geeker's credit question right there, right? In moments like that, those are the moments right. well, that I am psych- terrified. Yeah, but your psychology geekery is is just fine. But that's... That, <laughs> <laughs> my psychology geekery is good. Yeah, you're, you're but fine. It's moments like that that I get terrified about what, oh, on our podcast right. or in public... Yeah. When you when there's, there's people sl- laughing at you right now. Well, and there's people saying, "Oh, well, I thought Ali really knew Cosmos." Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna and it's yeah, that's gonna happen, right? You know, everyone always slips up. About this so I, I think the internet made a big difference here because you could yeah, I think so. you find could, a community that was exactly. larger than your local community. Exactly, and you could find out that there's other people. Conrad, you talked about the Buffy uh, news group that the used Bronx. to be on. Yeah, the uh, posting board, not the news group, Ali. Get I, your geek creds. I don't know what what nineties <laughs> internet technology you, it was. No, I, but it was definitely there was that and like. Um, Clearly, as the internet has has gotten much more people have access to it, you definitely see these these little like communities build up, and you see people that have been talking to people around the world that they may never have met, but you know they're they're they consider them to be friends, and mm-hmm. you know that kind of th- the technology has made it a lot easier, and the internet has made it a lot easier for people to find their communities when maybe they didn't have it necessarily in real life wherever they might live. But but has the rise of geek and nerd cred actually been an entirely positive thing for people who are into this stuff? Uh, I think yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of both. Um, I think, as I said, I think because of the popularity um, and the mainstreaming of it, I think we see a lot more to me, very cool things and projects out there. Well, so why, but, but, why is this stuff getting mainstreamed? Well, I, I think uh, I think the internet is in part to do with that too. At least, I mean, if you look at graphic novels and that kind of thing, the people that are into that stuff, um, I'm going to use Watchmen as an example. Most people didn't know that was not, you know, that was not a mainstream. Yeah, but it must have sold a million no, copies it or did, something. It was critically acclaimed. It was, mm-hmm. but you didn't, you know, if you I talk mainstream to, outside of comics. Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, you didn't you didn't see people reading that on the train. You didn't see you know you could. I would talk to Derek, and I would expect Derek to know what Watchmen is, but I wouldn't expect somebody in my office 
necessarily to know what I was talking about. But you would expect someone in your office to know what Batman and Superman. Right. Um, It just wasn't. I mean, it's a very it was it was critically acclaimed. But um, I think part of it is because a lot of the people who were creative and, you know, it had such a like an underground, but a very widespread audience. And then you see these people starting to want to see to make these projects happen. Um, so, so is it a realization that there's a larger audience there that um, we were not aware of before? So I'm thinking about Hollywood and producers mm-hmm. trying to find properties and trying to find right. a sure hit, right. something that they know uh, people will come out and put their butts in, in seats. Right. And then I think some of this is because Hollywood discovered, oh, my goodness, we have a built in insanely avid aud- fan base for all these things and if we make if we make these films happen they will come they will come yeah. and not only that which <laughs> i don't think that they really expected is that if we make these we're also going to gain people who were not even fans like if we, if we make this um accessible enough for other people who didn't know what this was ahead of time we're gonna we're gonna make a lot of money <laughs> and i think that that's part of what happened and i think that's exactly when, when was that when was the renaissance of nerdy movies well x-men was a, a i think x-men was it x-men was a first big comic book movie from marvel post spawn uh, not spawn what was their um uh the Bl- blade. blade blade was a marvel <laughs> film um but x-men was a was a big one and x-men x-men brought hollywood to san diego comic-con um and it just be- then you had Spider-Man, and it kind of escalated from there. Right. And even, I mean, of course, there was Batman and all of that, but those weren't... Uh, I think X-Men is, was just so huge. Um, and that, if you look at the sales, like what happened to, to the sales of X-Men comic books after that film came out, because everybody was like, wait, I have to find well, out more about these characters, and I have to find out this and that, and you, you just saw this huge... Um, yeah, but you guys are still talking from a very insider kind of thing. I mean, New Anne, were you thinking about? No, I was exactly. definitely not. But right now, I was just thinking about the huge opportunity for merchandising, right? Well, like, that too. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, that yeah. was what I think Star started Wars driving phenomenon. it. Like, they started to see, like, oh, well, there is great opportunity to sell all this stuff, you know, related to all these franchises, and so. Well, and not just that, but it's like, oh, we thought this was kid stuff, but. Right. There's kids all across kids all up. generations. I think that's the difference. Yeah, so if you look at um, the original, original Superman film and then Batman, Batman was one of the first films that had such a level of vertical integration where there was a Batman article in Time magazine. Mm-hmm. There was Batman on TV. There was Batman in magazines. There was Batman, Batman in Batman t-shirts. Everyone was, had them. Yep. It was, it, they, they figured out the merchandising. We're there. talking and, about the 87 yeah, one. Or yeah, we're talking about whatever. the first mm-hmm. Tim Burton film. Okay. And Star Wars 2 sold a lot to kids, but now, Bill, you're right on it's these kids have grown up there's nostalgic value it's Conrad, our kids that, are the ones yeah mm-hmm. yeah to get on to your children because we are nerdy people we're going to get all the stuff for our, well, that's, for our that's what the lego movie is all about the lego movie it's not about it. the little kids liking lego it's about their parents liking lego and then pushing on the kids and now you have two generations because the parents are going to go see it because they yeah. love lego yeah you know well, from another standpoint, it's besides, a circle like, of life, guys. <laughs> Sorry, and he Sorry and cue prom for that music. Um, but not just from merchandising or like nostalgia purposes. It's also from an international market. Again, it's coming somewhere from Taiwan. I watch Watchmen now. I was in Taiwan. There's no comic books like big comic book community in Taiwan. It's manga and stuff like that. So 
I went to the movie theaters not knowing what the hell it was. So you had never read? I never read. I never even novel. heard of it. And it came out. The only reason why I knew X-Men was because I lived in Seattle when I was like six years old. So I remember watching the animated series like a couple of episodes. So good. Like, so good. Love also Beast. doesn't hold it up. Don't watch it again. But so good. Yeah. It was in good. my mind. It Just leave it in my mind. When you were, yeah. When <laughs> the you were 90s rock it. soundtrack yeah. to that is, is yeah. <laughs> So, when that came out, I knew what X-Men was, but I had no idea, no context for Watchmen. But after that movie came out, I was kind of like, oh, what is this about? And then you start researching and stuff like that, so it became more of a, oh, and then you wanted to pay for that import tax and stuff like that for the extra. So, there's a big boost of sales internationally, too, because mm-hmm. something outside of America that people didn't realize about. It's a new market. It's and a new audience. The internationalizing is also where some of the softening of geek culture is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if so, international sales are so important now for all of these films that they have to include international aspects and they have to kind of, I don't want to use the word dumb it down, but that's what it feels like to mm-hmm. make sure that audiences, Everybody are, understands. Are, everyone will get on board. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's where some of the stuff I think is is getting dumbed down or well and i also think because that's such a judgment statement (laughs) that's what it feels like (laughs) what i was going to say is just in reviewing and seeing some of the like we were very excited to see i know we talked about it like that there was like gotham was going to be coming out the flash was coming out and we were really excited to see these and then we were kind of not kind of i was disappointed um I've got very mixed feelings looking back. I think this, the films that we got were spectacular. We had an amazing season from X-Men Days of Future Past to uh, the new Planet of the Apes film to Guardians. I mean, I think it doesn't hold up as much on rewatch, but it was a, it was a fantastic experience watching it. I think the films are great. TV is a little bit more mixed. All right, but... There's now so many different projects coming out, and it's the idea, okay, if we put this, and we say, oh, it's a comic book show or whatever, and they're like, they'll come. It'll be great. We don't we don't have to really do a great job with it, which is what I kind of, not, I do think happened yeah, with Gotham. Are you getting close to burnout? I think you are. Um, this was the first year where Hollywood was pulling back its scale a little bit from San Diego Comic-Con. They weren't seeing as many returns from their investments, and it costs a lot of money to do that. Um, we saw absolutely nothing really happen at DC's panel where they were supposed to be showing off Superman versus Batman. They brought their actors on stage. They waved, took a selfie with Chris Hardwick, and then walked off stage. Didn't say a single word. What's going on there? Uh, so I think there's we are seeing some of the fallout that... Just because you're adopting some quote geek or nerd property doesn't mean it's going to be a huge hit. Everyone can't, you can't see. I mean, I went to see probably 10 movies with you this year for your show, right? I wouldn't have gone to see 10 movies, certainly not 10 of these movies. I wouldn't have <laughs> Neither would I. I, mean, I, 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 I just, you know, it's like, I mean, when we watched that episode of Constantine, was it? I was like, are you Constantine. Kidding? I love it. <laughs> I did it on purpose. But it, it's like, I watched that and I was like, are you kidding me? This is terrible. Like, who thinks that this is good? I mean, I didn't like it. I thought Gotham actually was much more watchable than that Constantine. Maybe because you like that horrible score um, that it had. But, I don't know, so, bah, bah, bah. but again, we are looking at it from 30x year old people. Like, yeah. maybe a 13 year old thought that Gotham and Constantine and The Flash I hope were amazing. a 13 year old is not watching because, Constantine. Look, well, hold on a second. Yeah. You, you guys were all talking about, what was it, X-Men comic or whatever? Right. You thought it was great when you were 13 yeah. or 12 or yeah. 10, right? And you think it's crap now, but, like, that doesn't mean... So kids nowadays are probably liking that stuff, too. You know, why are we so judgmental that everything's supposed to be amazing for us when we're 40? Um, 
I just, I just speak think, for yourself, Wadman. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just think that there's, there's a point at which I don't need to see another super superhero movie. Well, like there's, there's ten of them a year. I don't need ten then, superhero then, movies. They're then, all the same. Then Ali and I can go together. That's, I, that would be a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. Noan and I are going to go get dumplings while you guys. I would appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know. So wait, do, did you? Would you want? What are we going to talk about? Nerd versus? Well, geek? what I wanted to say is, um, we did get a, we got an email uh, response from one of our listeners, um, Elder Nerd, Elder Geek. I'm, I'm blanking on, on your uh, alias. However, we will pull that up. Um, it, and that was a comment about. Uh, this was an individual I met at San Diego Comic Con. We had a great conversation, and uh, one of the, the piece of feedback he had about uh, Gotham in general was he liked Gotham so much better in Smallville, and that was our crossover. Mm-hmm. And Smallville was something that he found to be um, very adolescent and very teenage, angsty, um, and the relationships were a little bit more superficial. But Gotham was diving into more sort of complex material. And I, I think it's not just about younger individuals, but also people who might be a little bit older yep. as well. Sure. Um, like if we look at uh, Star Trek is a great example where every 20 years it's been reinvented and changed from the original series to the next generation and now the J.J. Abrams version. Each one spoke to a different generation in a different way. And every time it's been reinvented, there's been um, anger and uh, resentment about the changes that are brought in. But you got to keep these franchises fresh and you got to keep changing them to keep the franchises uh, healthy. Why can't the version that you liked when you were in the 80s, why can't Next Generation? You know what? It's not going away. It's still there. It's still there. So if they change it. Yeah. You can still love the thing that you loved. Yeah. And it can change and it's okay. You know? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I would say Watchmen and I was I in mean, Japan it can if it changes in a way that doesn't make it worse than how it was. But well, I mean, wait, 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 hold on a second. Define worse. Um, if the yeah. things that you like about that okay, the franchise. Things that you like about that. The things right? that define that franchise. Okay, the things that you use to define that franchise, right? Use an example here. Yeah, but I'm not talking about. I'm not talking specifically about like. Okay. Oh. Like they did the Vulcan like salute wrong or something. Like minor details like that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. What kind of thing? Give me an example. That would piss me off. I mean, to me, to me, I mean, Star Trek was always. It was always about social commentary. That's why it was started because you didn't talk about people killing other people in the name of religion or about racial prejudice or like. These kinds of things on television that wasn't talked right. about, and so Gene Roddenberry made this silly sci-fi um, show and put all these things in it, and it was okay. It got past the censors because they're like, "Oh, it's just a stupid sci-fi show. No one's right. going to care." And I, that to me is like that's the defining thing that makes Star Trek so and great. JJ Abrams is version they, didn't do that. No. Okay. Now here's the question: Is it is it is it the job of Star Trek Incorporated and JJ Abrams? To continue doing that, even though it would sell less tickets in the theater, isn't his job just to make a movie that sells as many tickets as he can make as he can sell? It's a commercial enterprise. He's not doing it for altruistic oh, purposes. Oh, look at that pun! Commercial enterprise. Yes, but 
So, so what does that mean? So we're going to make every movie designed for thirteen-year-old boys because they're the largest market. Uh, is that okay? So I want to. Is oh, that wait, what no you're saying? Kind of okay, well, I have something to say about that. I didn't care about Star Trek at all before the J.J. Abrams version came out. Oh. It came out, and I watched it. I really enjoyed it. And Chris Pine was because Chris Pine was in it. Okay, <laughs> but but. That got your foot in the door. If it makes people interested to go back and rewatch the original series or Next Generation or Deep Space Nine, then great. All the better, right? And I think, Diana, that's been a little bit of your experience with the J.J. Star Trek film. Yeah, because I had no idea about Star Trek and I just knew that you loved it so much. And I knew, like, you know, there's Picard and there's Kirk and there's Spock and, like, general notes and stuff like that. So when I watched the movie, that's when it became like, oh, so... Like, look at the next generation and all the other different ones. And then, like, when, sorry, spoiler alert, Khan was in the second movie. And you're like, oh, who was Khan? And then had Ali explained to me, oh, it was a previous movie. In fact, in a twist, he killed Spock instead of Kirk. And you're like, what? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. And then that makes you want to really search more. Well, and I'm also going to run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes do I have to watch? Oh, my God. 500. Well, I'm, uh, I'm also going to bring up uh, when, what has become such a very popular franchise. Doctor now, Who. Doctor Who. And a lot of people were not liking what happened when they, they decided to relaunch Doctor Who. Yep. And they had a problem with, you know, lots of things that they did with it. It's a very different show than the original. It is a very different show. Yeah, it's watchable. It, it well, again, it's if you if you grew up watching this, <laughs> See, and, yeah. some might not agree about the Ninth Doctor. Just right. saying, just saying. Some people, not me, but some people. But all I'm You're saying, a fan of the Ninth wow. I am a big fan of the Ninth Doctor. Yeah, but I'm that's a big fan of the Ninth Doctor. But, but there, I've lost a couple of friends on Doctor Who because we start. I was watching the Ninth Doctor. And wow, like, you eh, lost friends because of that. Wow. Well, like, no, I had friends like. Oh, I watch Doctor Who with you, and then you watch the first, like, the watch an episode of that scene. Like, uh, it's okay, you can, yeah. you, you're on your own no. now. Out the bag. Okay. But you know, but with what they have done with it, and they've they've changed a lot of different things mm-hmm. about the show. And I know people that are very upset who were fans of this from when they were growing up. That this is that's not what they do with the TARDIS. That's well, not I'm what so, they. I'm one of them. The TARDIS shouldn't be flying around go. like that. There you go. You know, I don't think that I think that they have way too much emphasis on the Uh-oh. on the assistants and but the Bill, their job is the just doctor. to make money. Well, that, it, no, absolutely, and it's like you know what? I can go watch Tom Baker if I want to ha- watch the real Doctor Who. Well, not... I enjoy the new show, but I think it's a very different show. Well, it's a different show, but again, I but think I don't take they... it personally. I guess uh, is my uh, point. Yeah, sometimes you. Clearly, take you it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is you not taking it personally. I have opinions. I just don't. You know, I don't. It doesn't make is, that, is, is that it right there? Is that the definition of a nerd? The reaction that you just had versus someone else who would watch Doctor Who and be like, "Okay, this is Doctor Who." Okay, yeah. yeah. You, t- you take it personally. My you mother's care. husband care. Watch used to watch Doctor Who on PBS, like when we did back in the eighties, and he's just like, "Doctor Who is still on." I won't do an impression of him. But we watched it. We were up at my mom's house, and I we brought it up on thing. He's like, hey, it's Dr. Lay. Look, it's that blue box. Like, he, yeah. he knows that he knows that my, much. So my boss is a huge, was a fan and watched Star Trek, the original series, and some of Star Trek Next Generation. And I love you, Anne-Marie. She is awesome in dropping these references and kind of playing along with me. But she doesn't keep up with Star Trek. She mm-hmm. doesn't go see the new films. There's this difference between some people who, are, who watch this stuff when it's on, enjoy it. 
it and haven't kept up with it and don't really get into these debates right. versus people who do that. I think that's, that's it. That's the definition that's, of geekdom and nerd. Yeah, I can't operationalize it. I can't. <laughs> New Anne's like, that's why I'm not a geek or a nerd. I just don't care. Is it the care <laughs> about the, these things? <laughs> is it, she can let it go. <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is, is that the difference? Being able to turn it off or close the book or whatever it is, walk away and the difference between it continuing to play out in your mind and the, and not playing out in your mind. I think that's it. Like, yeah, but I think everyone everyone cares about something enough to ha- to get into these discussions. They? I think the nerding geek, <laughs> about something enough. The nerding something geek enough. Uh, is like yeah. what that subject is. It's depending upon what that subject is. For you, it's sci-fi. For yeah. you know, for. Somebody else, it's fantasy. So it, else it's, it's really so meaningless. Then everyone's a nerd. Everyone's a geek. So well, no, no, no. I think yeah, I think you're yeah, basically, I'm having an existential crisis here, Derek. No, no. no yeah. I think like uh, like you say, sports nerd. But I feel like that's just an effort to ex- extend the nerd identity as far as you go. Like, <laughs> you, like that people tends to be the person who, who cares are like about not, stats, yeah, right? You know, who yeah. Cares like, about, like, I mean, they are by the same definition nerds. But like, they, you would never be like, oh, like as a nerd because he's. Like a sports fan. Well, they're never going to identify themselves as a right. sports nerd. So I think it's it's like what that subject is that you geek out about. Um, well, and then there is the the stereotypes, and shall we shall we enter into this debate? Big Bang? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. I will say yes. though, just so we are clear, I do watch the Big Bang Theory, and I do enjoy it. Well, I was I, actually about to say that I do have friends, and yeah. and they are some some of my nerdy nerdy friends, and they do like Big Bang Theory, the, and it's it's a thing because not a thing, but I've had debates with them, and Ali and I have had many discussions because off the show, you and I have off been, the show, yeah. but not you know. I I find that show to just grate on my last nerve. Um, I don't I don't think that it's clever. I think that it's very to me it's derogatory, but it's more than that. It it to me it dumbs down a lot of things, and it 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 kind of to me it goes back to the Urkel days, and yep. it goes back mm-hmm. to the Revenge of the Nerd days. Yeah, but there's and- a lot of geeky stuff in there that is. It's they they to bring speak it yeah. to the geeks. Yeah, there are definitely there's been like, a lot of big geeks who have been on the show. Sure, yeah. Waz was on the show. And I sure, but Waz. that's only because it's popular, and uh, they want hot, them. To, they want to put themselves out there, yep. right? Yep. Not because they find any credibility in that yep. show. I mean, that show is extremely insulting to n- real yeah. nerds. I think I agree. it's extremely insulting. No nerd actually behaves or speaks that way. Right. Right. I mean, um, I, I think to me, it's a portrayal of what I guess jocks or whomever think of when they think That's of nerds actually the what, what i said and this is i said it f- feels like a bunch of frat boys got together and we're like let's do a skit about nerds and absolutely when i asked so one of my my dear friends and i hope she doesn't get upset that i i'm outing her on our show but moira who you remember from our nintendo, nintendo, episode. nintendo episode she watches this because her mom watches this and they have these discussions about it and you know it it was just this um interesting conversation then i and i was just like i don't even know I, and how you can watch this without being offended because every every time i've tried to watch it i've been offended what did she say um and she just said you know it's something in common and that her mom i think her mom doesn't fully understand everything that moira does yeah <laughs> but, and, and of course and it, the nerds are in love with the hot girl across the hall that's right? part you know of what, what bothers me. Uh, that's what turned right? me off from yeah. the first episode um but but <laughs> Wait, and it's is that not the only one who actually likes the I show know. It's, am i the only <laughs> 
person? I've watched it and I have enjoyed it. Okay, but I it is look, there is very problematic. Good, but you can good, watch things funny moments. And, like, but I don't, I don't think it is it, something yeah. that like is holding up some geek flag that that nerdy people should be proud of. Like, oh yeah, this they're they're speaking for us. So like, I, I will have to say uh, so. Um, Little plug, I'm launching a YouTube show called The Psych Show, <laughs> and I was sharing the trailer for it on, on Facebook, and one of my friends commented and said, this reminds me of The Flag Show, or something like that. Fun with like, flags, oh, Fun with flags, and I'm like, what the heck is fun with flags? So I Googled it. It's this ongoing series of web episodes that Sheldon, is his name? Sheldon uh, does. Does on the show, and I watched that clip, and I'm like, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I enjoyed that part of it, but it's hard for me to enjoy the pieces that I think are actually well written from that overall stereotype. I think yeah. it is this mm-hmm. depiction of 60s and 70s uh, nerd and geeks, and you compare that against something like The Guild, you know, which is sort of homegrown. Right. And oh, hilarious. I love The Guild, yeah. The Guild is amazing. Yeah, but there, See, were, there is this... Rough too, oh, wait, personally. I want to hear why Diana likes okay. it. Okay. I... And I'm not sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, but right. I don't. I also don't. Want I didn't to... find it offensive at all. Just because I feel like, even though, yes, that's not. It's not really speaking for entire nerds. But there are people out there like that, and there are not necessarily to that extreme. But it's first of all, it's on CBS. It's not like on HBO, and it's not like you know, like it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. supposed to be dumbed down. Lowest common denominator. And you only right. have if it was on HBO, there'd be a lot more nudity. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Which would explain how it's about nerds and but, geeks. There's no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the more you like the as the first the first season goes, it was kind of stupid. And it was, it was like you know, it's slapstick comedy and like puns here and there and stuff. But as the show progressed, I feel like it developed more as like okay, we are they are kind of looking at us as representing nerds, so we kind of have to do something with it. And they introduce other characters into it as well as like not just the hot girl. There's also a, a science girl that later on one of their like the creepiest, most nerdy one that they had. He marries at the end and stuff like that. And there is a love story. She's really smart. She's very nerdy, but she's also very pretty. And they also have um, Maya Blonick? Blossom. I forgot what her. She's on it. And she's smart in real life. And she's playing this girl who's like kind of like Sheldon's opposite and stuff like that. And it kind of balances out. But they also poke fun of Sheldon saying he's not like. What he does is rude, and what he does is really weird, and they think he's very weird itself. So he's the nominally. So they always riff off of that as well. And the very beginning of the very first season, all four of them were really nerdy and stuff like that. But they've kind of dumbed it down to this to now where it's just they kind of react normally to Sheldon. Here's what's keeping me away. What has kept me away from experiencing what you're talking about and the 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 arc of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason why I got turned off so much is not the actual depiction, but the fact that the depiction took off and it's such high ratings, yeah. yes. Yes. The, yes. such Agreed. critical acclaim. Yeah. Um, the Winning actor, Emmys. Critical yeah. acclaim? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and how many of the jokes are about how awkward they are socially? Yeah. Exactly. Like, he can't like, even talk why to do they person. all have to be socially inept? The, f- the fact that that has resonated both in rate with ratings, in popularity, and with critics, with Emmy Awards, that is what, to me, I found offensive. And I was actually hurt by this, that this stereotypical portrayal is such a worldwide hit. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas you look at what we were talking about during Big Hero 6, where this is a group of very intelligent and, like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, nerdy engineers, and they're nerdy. amicable, and you want you they yeah. could be someone you want to be friends with. Yes. Yeah, I want their In fact, outfits. I do want to so be well dressed too. I know, but you know, but to see them, that was one of the things I really loved about that movie was about the fact that okay, these guys are role models. Little kids are watching this, and they're thinking it's cool to be smart and to be engineers. Mm-hmm. And agreed, they don't. They're not. There wasn't like that sort of. There wasn't that stereotypical, you know. Sort of awkward, bad. unattractive. Yeah, yeah. you don't think people want to be time? friends with uh, people on Big Bang Theory? Absolutely not. Really? <laughs> really? I, I would be friends with them. I went to grad no school way. with people like that, and I ah, well, see, see that's being judgmental right there. But at the same, <laughs> no, but at the same time, though, you have to think about the fact that Big Bang Theory came out like two or three years ago, and this is just right, like right around the same time, nerdum and geekdom kind of became more mainstream. And this was before there's like this sense of community and like, you know, there's like, all the, it's good to have become a nerd and stuff like that. But there are nerds still out there who still get picked on because of their nerdness or their geekdom and stuff like that. And they are socially awkward. So it's not like, oh, this is not how nerds are portrayed at all. But it's not like it's not not everyone is like that. There is yeah, still I mean, stuff. Dino, something that you're speaking to is always a problem we have with media is mm-hmm. um, when there is any minority community um, it's great to get representation, and mm. then there's always appointing figures. Well, we're not all like that, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. and that's how I feel. The South Asian character, right. yeah. you know, he's super socially awkward. He has to have a drink or something mm. before he talks to girls. Well, it's great that there's this South Asian actor on the show, and at the same time, I wish there was more depictions of it. So yeah. I think you're right. It's it's a depiction. It's a depiction that is at times funny and has some realistic elements to it. There are people like that. I just wish there were more. On big networks, you know. Yeah. Well, and then and you like diverse it, depictions. I think no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know you see there there's shows where people poke fun at their own nerdery, mm-hmm. and I was you know, Castle is the one of the shows that springs to mind. Like how how Nathan Fillion is that <laughs> character that very is very endearing too. And he's totally all out, talks about, you know, this is sort of a running theme of the show. No matter what case it is, mm-hmm. he comes up with some crazy conspiracy theory. Not necessarily conspiracy theory, but it's like, you know, they did they did one at a con mm-hmm. um, where he, you know. Isn't he dressed up as Captain Tap? Yes, yes, he was. He well, was. that was a Halloween episode, but. There um, I mean, there was that. There's episodes <laughs> of Psych that are making fun of yeah. nerdy stuff. I mean, there's Sex there's, there's way show. to do shows like that that aren't so stereotypically cheesy. Well, and it's more laughing but again, with this me as it. opposed to. To laughing at me. Yes, there you yes. go. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, at the same time, and- this is the network that got you, brought you to Broke Girls, which is, right. uh, we can all agree, that is not how it is depicted how you live in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, you're the friend, the friend's nut. N- none yes. of those people would live in those apartments either. Yes, but I watched that growing up in Taiwan. So how, how the hell did I know? <laughs> hey, we're, we're at uh, one hour. Do you want to... Well, so I think... Um, I- I think where we are with this conversation is uh, I think we've done a good job explaining it. And then we're (laughs) at a place where um, it kind of is hard to define it further. And I think we really need to hear from our listeners. Um, So please let us know what you think a nerd is, what is nerd and geek culture and all of that. Um, I especially want to give a shout out to Alan from eldergeeksman.com. Um, thank you, Alan, for your previous comment, and we'd love to hear your perspective on this. I don't think this is a. I think this is an ongoing conversation. I think it's also everyone at this table would define it slightly differently, 
which is the problem with trying to define any sort of subculture with any specificity, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's next to impossible to do because, like I was saying at the beginning, I like a lot of the things all of you like, but I don't consider myself part of that community in any way. That's, you know, that's just because you're in denial. It's okay. Maybe. Well, it's and, okay. and Bill, you know, I mean, you're a big science nerd, and yeah. you're a big photography nerd. Right. And there's in that Venn diagram, there's some areas where you and I would overlap. Sure. One area we probably wouldn't overlap is Carl Sagan, apparently, because I keep messing up his name. <laughs> um, but it's it's going to be an ongoing conversation. Conrad, if we revisit this in another 50 episodes, we might be in a different place Maybe. based on where the culture Maybe. is. Stay tuned know? to episode 100, where we all sit back that's and reflect right. on this. <laughs> Year, we'll, come back. we'll come back. And, and New Anne's like, I'm still not a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my one episode of the year fulfillment. Yeah. So let us know, dear listeners, what you think. And um, why don't we share our top ones? <laughs> so, Conrad, what are we talking about in our in our top discussion today? So in our top discussion today, we are each uh, picking our favorite nerd moment of 2014. So we restricted it to one, which I think makes this especially hard because there was a lot this of pressure. You, also, you haven't defined this at all, right? You're no. saying so. This, I mean, Nuance, I see like, you're sweating over there. You're sweating. I hate, I, I hate non-definitions. <laughs> but I mean, it, this, this could be a, a piece of culture. This could be something like that. Absolutely. This could be a, a moment in your life, right? Yeah. Is it yeah. a nerd moment or is it a geek moment? Nerd or gig. Exactly. There's you, no limitation. You self-identify, Diana, as much as you want to. Um, personal, professional, global pop culture, or a interesting meta tweet that you read, Derek. It could be anything. Um, well, let's let our guests go first, Conrad. So oh, sure. Thanks. The thanks. On us. Oh, thank you. Derek, you got something? Um... I, I've had a lot of nerd moments throughout the, <laughs> this past year. I guess, I, I don't know. I guess, um, I mean, I'd, I guess I'd have to say probably the last episode I did with you guys. Um, Aww. Or I guess, like, the preparation <laughs> up to that. Because, you know, I rewatched uh, the series, which was really something I wanted to do anyway. You, you watched watch the it? whole series? Well, yeah, starting like months before it was like, wow. like I started prepping. It was well, like Rocky. I started prepping before you even had the Nerd Hour podcast. But then, like, uh, I, revisiting like all the intricate theories and um, like looking those up online, like the the week before yeah, he was doing research, recording it was like, well, that's what I loved about yeah. the show is like all the really intricate theories just went off crazy into crazy areas way and, to set the bar high for um, every current guest in the oh, future yeah. like, oh, you're here to talk about Doctor Who yeah please watch all the episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway that was probably uh, that's very sweet Dan. you know what we were we... Uh, uh, did you you paid him didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid him in, in I said you paid him I paid him in Doctor Who I don't know stuff, um, but Je- we, jelly babies, jelly babies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got him some fish sticks and fingers. Or, he got or, him a weeping angel tree topper, which sold out on the Geek in about five minutes. It did, didn't it? Yes. It wow. Did. So we we were talking about that lost episode months in advance, and we kept saying, "Yeah, we really want to do this. We really want right, to visit yeah. it." Because you and I have had this thing back and forth about how I hated the finale. You really liked it. And actually, in the preparation for that episode, I rewatched both. And I'm like, you know what? The finale actually holds up a lot more. So that was actually... that Doing that episode together changed my whole perspective on that series. Well, and the research that 
we did leading up to that episode and just a lot of the politics going on in terms oh, of, yeah. of the showrunners and all of that. How we got I, me. I thought it was really interesting. And there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know yeah. about it that we learned. for that. So that's, that's a good choice, Derek. You know, that's one of my favorite things about doing this podcast with you, Conrad, is the preparation that goes in and how we learn so much stuff. And I think that's why we love having guests on is because of the different perspectives. So that was a nice moment for me, too. Derek, thank you for that one. Sure. <laughs> nice. Thank you. For yeah. <laughs> tuning our own horns here, but okay. So, um, um, Diana, can we? Do you have a favorite nerd moment? I too chose when I came up. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually chose a personal moment just because I—that's the only thing that came to mind. But um, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons for the first time this year. Whoa! I did too. I should. I could have said that. that okay. <laughs> Change the answer. We're the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dungeon Dragon. Yeah, Rich revised the answer. That's my mind. Kind of a no. slip of a mind mill. Um, the fifth edition came out. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons ever before. Now, this is AD and D or old D and D. This is a, advanced. A, mm, I don't know. Yeah, good. I, the I can't new keep thing. up. The new, the, which is advanced. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I can't keep track of. They keep changing everything. Go ahead. It's the fifth edition. It just came out. It's in like what a red think? box. I loved it. Okay. It was fun, and I. Oh, I have a couple of friends that come over, and they're actually from my coworker. So who knew? You know, like so, like people I never really thought like they were into geek stuff. And you're like, hey, hey, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. He's like, oh, my wife and I used to play all the time before we got married and had the kids. I'm like, really? Do you want to come over? We start playing. It's a good crowd, and it's all in their imagination. So it's kind of like anything goes. And I used to love role playing like that. Mm-hmm. Really, I can see you, Diana, being very good at it too. Mm-hmm. Because you're very imaginative. Yeah, but it, but the thing is, it's not as <laughs> but it's not my imagination. It's all in the control of dun- the dungeon master, the DM, who's also yeah. very right. imaginative as well. But the funny thing is, our dungeon master. Sorry, Alex, for calling out, but she's very um. She doesn't like arguments, so if you like challenge her on something, she's like, "Okay, yeah, you're right. You 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 killed him." I'm like, "Okay, got it." <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, "Yes." No, the DM's got to have backbone. I know, the DM's yeah. gotta be God. Right? So that's where my boyfriend Colin comes into play. He's like, "No, you can't do that as a DM." I'm like, "Damn it, we just killed him. She just said so. Why do you have to make a change of back?" So it's just really funny. It's like all this back and forth, and I, a lot of the people that we like played with, they all had their character sheets, and it's like pre-built from the set. The starter set, yeah. and I made the ballsy choice to create my own character. Of course, he did. Yeah, so mine was like a, a druid who was a human but raised by an orc, which was really weird. <laughs> and so I, I, like it helped me and no, like no, none yeah, whatsoever. But it was fun. But it was fun because like fun. yeah, but it's a like, lot of work. It's a oh, lot yeah, of work. Yeah, all the numbers, numbers, all the yeah. numbers. And oh my like, god, it's yeah. so much work. And yeah. because of that, I started listening to this podcast. <laughs> Besides yours, which is wonderful, by the way. <laughs> Just say. You guys are already on the show. You don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> but I started listening to this podcast called um, Nerd Poker, which is Brian Posehn, the stand-up comedian, and a bunch of his comedic friends. And they play Dungeons and & Dragons. They've been playing for like 10 or 15 years together. So they started a new game together. So it's kind of them going through it and stuff. And they also, in the middle of their Dungeon they, um, pl- gameplay, they also talk about past games that they've done. So it's really funny. It's just a good time. And it's all in your imagination. Yeah. And, you know... It's a game that you can never play the same way twice. There's a there's a role playing game about HP Lovecraft stories called Call of Cthulhu, which is actually really good too. If you ever right. want to try something else different, it's uh, fun. Anyway, you're an investigator of yeah, it's good. I used yeah. to do that in high school. So that's my nerdy moment because I feel like that's the nerdiest thing I've ever done. That's, that's a good one. The nerdiest yeah. thing I've ever done. I think so. Besides <laughs> taking AP calculus 
at getting a five. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that was more of a requirement for AP Calculus. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know what Dungeons & Dragons is. Sorry. Oh, yeah. new man's sh- a cool kid at the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> I think I would be the non-cool kid just because the cool kids are the nerds, right? That's, well, mm-hmm. see, that's the problem is that when we get into that kind of side of things, yeah. that, that's the just as cool, bad as cool. yeah. Yeah. right. So, do you have a, a nerdy moment of the year, or you need another minute? Um, no, I can go. Um, let's see. This was kind of a oh, big deal. Is... I, I I think I know what yours is. What? You got married to him. Ah, <laughs> that's not it, but okay. um, that's a good point. <laughs> for all you listeners, for all your listeners, Bill pointed at Lee just for the yeah, record. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we had a pretty nerdy wedding. We did do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we had a nerdy engagement picture. Yep. Uh, thank you for that. Oh, that was a nerdy taken uh, by Bill here. Yeah, that, that was a pretty Mr. nerdy Bill engagement. Wadman, mm-hmm. the, the blanket but sta- board. But staged by you guys. So yes, yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So. That's true. Marineknowsbetter.com for more on that. Um, But that's not what you were about to say. (laughs) Um, No, that's not what I was about to say. Um, So I was just thinking about it today, and one of the things that I really enjoy doing is reading biographies. And I started reading this biography earlier this year um, about um, Robert Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. And it's this very long biography um, called American American Prometheus, um, Robert Oppenheimer, and I haven't been able to finish it. Not because it has been, it's because it's so long, but I have a really hard time finishing a lot of the things that I read because I often pause and research what I'm reading as I go along. Sure. So it takes me a very long time so I'll be reading about, you know, where he grew up, where he went to school. And then I'll be like, oh, that's that's really interesting. And then I'll look up the school that he went to and then, you know, figure out, like, what teachers taught there and who founded the school and why was it founded. And, it you know, five hours later, you know, I've Someone read two pages. She's <laughs> not lying exactly. about the five hours later. Because what yeah. will happen is Nguyen is reading and she'll go, huh. Put a little bookmark in, mm. put the book on the side, take out her phone, start researching <laughs> well, this one that's fact. That's the problem with Wikipedia. Anytime you read anything, oh, yeah. you start linking off yeah. onto other articles. Oh. And it's like, you know, you're a Hitler. But it's we'll the best. I love it. Yeah. I, like, uh, I, let, let Bill share with you the most interesting. What was it? The, he got obsessed because Wikipedia has this list. Oh my God, it is what? the best. Of what? It's a list of all the unusual articles on. Wikipedia, so it'll have an entire list of the oh, unusual things oh, that involve math that. Oh, or science that. or oh, history, yeah. oh, and it'll yes. talk about like some revolution <laughs> yeah. oh, in some yeah. country for one day and a country that was only existed for six <laughs> hours before oh, it was overthrown. Oh, it's, it's, it's oh, dangerous. I have to we'll, see that. Okay, we'll We'll put it like in the show notes. But yeah, next episode they talk about this list. Yeah, right. I'm only halfway down. It's trouble. It's dangerous. Oh man. So I, you know, I started reading this and. Another biography that I haven't been able to finish is this one about Van Gogh. Also a very, very long book. Again, like I just get caught up in these things. And I think the reason why I get so caught up is I have a really huge fascination for people who, for some reason, have become outliers in one way or another. They've become really great at their craft. They've been really like a really good theoretical physicist. They've been a really amazing oil painter. Um, that's just always been really fascinating to me. And I think it's just... Um, I think it just it's interesting to see like 
why is it that these people have kind of risen above their peers? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that's just always been really fascinating to me. Bravo. I like that. Yeah. Mm. These are really good picks, Conrad. They are. <laughs> really you guys are. You guys are stressed out. Yes. Um, but the spotlight is not on us, Mr. Not Bill Wadman. The spotlight is on you. Okay, I was going to go... Um, since I'm a photographer, I have to go with the photography angle to give a little spice to this whole thing. And earlier this year, um, well, spice isn't really something I consider. Sometimes it is. <laughs> the way I do it. Um, yeah, um, and uh, I had the opportunity earlier this year in the winter time. Uh, a, a guy I befriended who I helped build a Hackintosh for, and that's a whole other nerdy subject, um, <laughs> uh, had had a studio and has multiple 8x10 view cameras, which I had never shot with. Huh. And so we invited over... 8x10 inches. 8x10 inches. That's a huge a negative, negative. that is 8x10 inches. That's like bigger than my face. That is bigger than your face, yes. Wow. And, uh, and I had never shot an 8x10. I would shot 4x5. I would never shot 8x10. And it's going away to the point where I don't know five years ago from now whether you'll be able to do that. And so we put together a whole group of people to come by and we shot eight by ten for eight or nine hours. And uh, and and it was just about the nerdiest thing you could possibly do in photography because these cameras are beasts that you actually have to manhandle and, and, and move <laughs> around and, you know, they weigh 20 pounds and, you know. Um, and, and I nerded out really seriously hard with that one. Um, and so I look back on that and I think, you know what? That's probably the geekiest thing that I did all year. I love that. That's great. So, uh, so that was going, and I also built that corner that I've been shooting people in and just decided to build a wall construction in my apartment and had my friend Hannah come over and help me paint it. So like, yeah, I had some pretty nerdy stuff, but the eight by 10 stuff is probably, I'm going to go with that. Wow. Conrad, what do you got? Oh, well, it's no contest. Starting Super Fantastic Nerd Hour. Oh, I mean, it is. No, and the reason why I'm choosing this is because I love all of these things, but a little bit of what Derek was saying, a little bit of what, what Ali was saying, is that everything that we have gotten to watch and talk about and discuss and the way that we've researched and all the different things that we've learned during the course of the year, I have to pick that. However, your wedding was definitely in an honorable mention category. (laughs) (laughs) And when I say your wedding, I am pointing at Nguyen and Ali. (laughs) um, And getting to meet Loan and Randy at your wedding was definitely like a very cool thing in Comic-Con and all that stuff. But super fantastic nerd hour. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Wait, is this going to be a mind meld, Ali? Come on. No, No, it's not. Because he's got, I know, I I have a feeling I I know what, what there's one. a lot of things that could be on his list. Yeah. He had yeah. some pretty cool nerdy things happen to him this year. There was, there was, um, I had about a, f- uh, a list of five, and it all depended on <laughs> the way in which this conversation would unfold. And this conversation has gone really. I think that <laughs> list should be your number <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, there was, there was the big pop culture stuff. There was some, there was the big space stuff, which I'm surprised. Uh, uh, Billy, you didn't go with Interstellar. Yeah, well, no, no, not no, even landing on a comet. The landing on a space. I think the yeah, yeah. Wait, Interstellar wasn't a off. true story. What? <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Uh, the ESA stuff, the comment stuff pissed me off, but that's a whole other oh, episode. Oh, wow, but interesting. Go ahead, finish. Um, but th- this conversation has gotten very personal, and if we're think- 
if we're talking about personal nerdy moments, there's one. Uh, there is a few, but they've already been mentioned, so I'm not going to go with those. Um, otherwise, starting nerd hour and getting married to the <laughs> very nerdy New Anne Lee, despite <laughs> your self-identification, maybe not as a nerd. Um, I got to go with this one moment, and it's a moment that y- you and I both. Uh, witnessed, but I, I was much more uh, in the driver's seat of this. Happened about two weeks ago. I was at Midtown Comics in um, the the uh, the Grand Central Station, and um, boba in hand, the official beverage of Olima too. Uh, okay, I thought you, I, I changed on. it last minute. That's nice. um, so. I had boba last. Um, this is one of my favorite traditions to get boba downstairs and then at Coco. Um, a very fine establishment, and then walk upstairs to Midtown Comics, and I was walking around, and um, I saw this kid, and the cutest kid, he must have been like eight, nine, or ten, or something like that, and he had, Nguyen actually pointed him out because of his uh, TARDIS backpack, and I'm like, oh my god, this kid is so cute. He had on a pair of blue glasses, um, curly, light brown hair, just very sweet, and just very focused on like looking at the comics on the shelf. Yeah, and um, in that moment, I, I sort of identified with this kid. Saw a little bit of yourself. I saw a little bit of myself, but also something different. I would never have been able to wear a TARDIS backpack. I, I wouldn't have felt confident pulling that off. And also that kind of stuff wasn't really available as much. And so he was looking around, pulling these comics, and then he was asking the guy, excuse me, uh, what comics would you like? would you recommend because I like this kind of stuff and I'm looking to get more stuff. And then, um, he was getting more, some more stuff. He asked me, excuse me, could you help me reach for that thing on the top? I'm like, sure. Here we go. Yeah. This one's really good. I love Miss Marvel too. And then, um, as new and I were walking out, I saw his mom kind of standing there in the back looking at him very proud. And I just went up to her and I said, excuse me, I have to say you are the coolest mom. I love you so much, and I, I don't know you. I don't know if this is weird, but I'm just gonna say like, this. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no one's in the back, like shaking head. Yeah. Oh, God, and she was like, "What makes me cool? I don't get it." And I say, "You're just supporting your kid in in his passions and his interests." And my mom did that for me when I was young. And it's led me to have experienced nothing but positive things. And she's like, you know, as soon as I was, he wasn't really into stuff, but then now he's into comic books and now he draws and he illustrates and he makes his own stories. So I think whatever kids are interested in, you got to support them because you don't know where it'll take, take, take you. And I just love him. He's so cool. Of course I would support him and all this stuff. That was my favorite moment because I walked away from that conversation feeling like, the world of geekery and nerdery, whatever it is, however we define it, it's in good hands with the future. And this is a good time and it's a good it's a good world for these kids to be growing up in. Agreed. Indeed. <laughs> and with that, um, Conrad, how do we wrap up and start? You know, we're wrapping up an awesome year. We're starting a new one. Um, I think we want to thank... All of you here for coming out and helping us celebrate our 50th episode. Um, it has been a pleasure. Um, Derek, where can people find more of your work on the internet? Um, my website, DerekBishop.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter, DerekBishop8. And you've got your work is on Amazon as well. Um, I... It is. I just saw I it earlier. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Diana, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel, Without a License, youtube.com slash without license, because without a license was taken, I will find whoever that is. <laughs> Take it back. But I'm just saying, um, it's a travel channel. I'm a YouTube nerd. So I'm constantly on that. I'm also a nerd fighter. Nice. Uh, go for it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's on Wikipedia. Uh, Bill, where can people find you? Uh, BillWadman.com or uh, on my podcast on taking pictures. I run 5 by 5 And uh, Nguyen from Nguyen Enterprises. Uh, where can people find you? Um, nowhere. I don't know. On oh, Wikipedia <laughs> researching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in front of a Wikipedia article? I don't know. <laughs> Reading that um, list. Here is that my address. address. Oh, it's trouble. <laughs> Run away while you can. Save yourself. And Conrad, in addition to Nerd Hour. Uh, people can find me on Twitter, at Prince is my handle, and then on the Zombie Podcast, which has taken a brief hiatus due to... Winter Plagues and such. Uh, that's com, and on Twitter, it's ReanimatedPCast. And I am, as always, the science fiction psychologist at Brain Knows Better. I'm also on Twitter at Alima2. And starting now, um, I am also on YouTube. Thanks to Diana Chang for motivation, as well as Bill Wadman for teaching me the ways. Um, starting a YouTube channel called uh, The Psych Show. A weekly exploration of all things geeky psychology. Um, so, with that, Conrad, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and uh, live long and prosper. Indeed.